0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I Welcome.
1: Welcome. Welcome to the haunted estate.
2: Hello, and welcome back to The Haunted Estate, here with your host, Selena Spooky Boo. And Joel. You need a name. Like, I'm Selena Spooky Boo. I feel like we voted on this before. Did we ever, like, come
1: to a choice on what your name's gonna be? Yeah, I got it. Ready? Simple. One syllable, four words. (laughs) Letters. You're just Joel. Yeah. You're just Joel. Just Joel. I love it. I'm going
2: to be honest, guys. It has been a solid few weeks since we've actually recorded podcasts. Last time, I think we recorded like two or three of them because we were having this insane month of March that I think we've probably ever had. Um, If you guys haven't been watching along, I've been doing a series with TikTok called Adventures with Selena. So every Wednesday, I've been going live um, around 5, 6 p.m. And we've been with some really cool guests. So the first guest was Haley and Kendra. We flew to St. Louis and we went to the City Museum. Um, And then we flew to vancouver and we saw call me chris this week we are driving down to the useless farm i know y'all have seen karen and i am obsessed and then the last week we're going to be seeing chelsea lynn Trilly trash tammy in um
1: San Diego In San Diego,
2: California mm. Which is so freaking exciting I can't wait to do it But we are not here to talk about pleasantries That is not what the Honda Estate is all about But Joel and I were actually driving today Out in the country Oh my god, wait What? <laughs> I feel like we have like a little house update every episode
1: Oh yeah, I haven't bought a house yet
2: <laughs> And I lost out on a house
1: So it's going back and forth <laughs> yeah, I miss out, she doesn't get one She misses out, I don't have one It's just, it's, yeah. a, it's a volley right now
2: yeah, but I, I could if you guys could please manifest for me. I I'm working on something right now. I can't talk about it when it comes to houses, but I'm working on something and I think it'll just be positive in everyone's life. But I'm terrified.
1: Also, crazy. Yeah. Uh like last week, the podcast. Yeah. Uh it was a rerun, right? Yeah. Incredible. Multiple people wrote me on different social media platforms asking why no new episode. Are you serious? Multiple people. Aww. I it's and I know I said this before. When we used to record in the other location, the trailer on the driveway. The trailer
2: on um, the driveway. The moldy trailer
1: Yeah, it's weird to understand or think about. Like, again, just right now, I'm in a room with my sister, but not knowing. If you look at the numbers, how many thousands of people listen to us.
2: That makes me so comfy. Every week. Doesn't that make you comfy? To, like, to somebody, we're literally their comfy person.
1: Oh, like, we're what they, like, I have podcasts I like to listen to. I'm like, all right, new episode. We're that people it's weird
2: what are your favorite podcasts
1: oh canadian true crime yeah Uh, of course a little bit of joe rogan and then uh some girl actually wrote me on instagram one of the people who questioned where my previous like Like where where the the new episode was was. and uh i got on she suggested a new podcast for me scare the shit out of me what was it and uh it was about serial killers Okay. Specifically, one, and that is the topic for our podcast today.
2: <gasps> oh. I honestly like—I'll never forget discovering podcasts because I worked. We both worked at Cami oh. General Motors. Like, I don't know if people know this original OG thing that Joel and I used to do, but we both worked at a factory. So a lot of people are like, "Yo, what did you do?" Honestly, let's just lay out our employment history, Joel. I feel like this is fun, and people want oh, to know. Oh man.
1: Uh, I think my first ever job, I actually cleaned Scotiabank at nighttime. Are you serious? Yeah, for like two hours a week <laughs> or something. Yeah. For, uh, Sarah's partner did it, but then sometimes she didn't want to. So oh,
2: I, I remember that. Yeah.
1: And then we hoed at Adam's farm. Oh
2: my gosh, you did. And, and flip pumpkins.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Flip pumpkins. And then I got a job at McDonald's. I worked at McDonald's for like five and a half years. One of the best jobs I ever had. You Honestly, it?
2: you were so like thriving. There.
1: It, it was a good job. I hate uh, when people shit on working at McDonald's. Uh, they are amazing people to McDonald's work McDonald's Canada is a great company. Yeah, I did the... I worked for Hall, which is an engineering firm. I worked on wind turbines. I did concrete stuff and rebar. I worked for Stantec, which is more like train stuff. I worked for Englobe, which was a lot of gas tank stuff. And I worked for National Energy, which is pipeline stuff. Also, in between there, being a student and whatnot, I worked at different restaurants in state Maine. I did wedding catering. I've been all over the place. You've been doing a lot of like, stuff. Like the odd, like random... You know, help buddy move or move this or repair that, whatever, 20 bucks.
2: You did a lot more jobs than I did. I started off at Liquidation World when I was 14. I never, mm. I never didn't have a job. I had Liquidation World at 14, 15, 16 was at Walmart, 16 to like 20 was at Staples. Um, I also worked at Dean Michaels when I worked at
1: Staples. I forgot to say I worked at Cami. Yeah. How this you whole conversation started.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. So you worked at, yeah, we were both there around the same mm-hmm. time. So then, yeah, in my early twenties, I, l- I left college and I worked uh, building a car and I was there from like 2011 till 16. So we work si- remember six days mm-hmm. a week, but we could listen to headphones in the factory. So, we built the equinox in the terrain and i discovered podcasts first it was joe rogan i got into a lot of podcasts like like with the red band podcasts and a lot of comedy but then i found a podcast that i was obsessed with and to this day the platform of it has never changed and it's the same kind of music and i remember we used to have this condo um adam owned a condo and we were gonna sell it and we were there to fix it or paint it between tenants or we were selling it i don't remember what it was but i was there painting and i remember this podcast is called anything ghost and um it's just anything ghost and he people send in stories and he reads them and he like rewrites them if there's any imperfections but it's all kind of one tone and it's so creepy and it is my favorite and it has stood as my favorite and then anything wait that's not anything ghost yeah i think it is Mm. and then ghost podcast came out wait anything ghost it has to be that. I'll, have to, I'll figure it out for you guys. It's just one guy. His name is Les. And he just
1: like... He's an OG podcaster. He's
2: good. Do you have your phone? Yeah, of course. Honestly, I, throw that to me. Go to the podcast. Put in anything ghost. Because if it's him, you guys need to hear the intro. It's been the same forever. You guys need... Honestly, tell him I sent you. I've never spoken to him. Yet, I've listened to every podcast he's ever put out. Not like in the last year because I've been too busy, but...
1: Also, sorry, about the whole job things. I'm remembering jobs I had for like a year that I forgot. I worked at a steel mill. I worked as a lathe operator. Dude, you've done so much. <laughs> there's, yeah, stuff. there's things I forgot about. Lex Wall. Anything ghost? Yes, Lex Wall. Just start it for a second. Latest episode. Oh.
2: It, always the same for years. And now watch, he'll start talking.
1: Anything ghost, number two ninety.
2: But I love him and I've literally listened to his podcast for like 10 years at this point mm-hmm. and he's never stopped. Um, he'll do like a huge Halloween episode and sometimes he does like theatrical readings. It's really, really cool. Mm. But um, it's weird, you know, I've listened to him for 10 years, never seen him. Joel and I had a fun conversation yesterday as we were in the middle of the country. He's like, hey, Selena, how many murderers do you think you've walked by?
1: This podcast I listened to brought this question up. How many serial killers or murderers do you think you've come in contact with and not known that they were a serial killer or murderer?
2: Well, here's the thing. Like, I feel like there's way more murderers out there, especially that haven't gotten caught. Like, think about, you know, some people's, like, maybe their mom's dying and they're sick of seeing them suffer, so they just, like, put them out of their misery.
1: Or maybe it's hate or mean, or even I went to high school with a guy who, you know, killed someone just over there off Dundas, and now he's in prison
2: who's oh he ran oh yeah not only that but like there's so many people who just kind of go off the radar but no one ever like cares about them like i'm in this group on facebook called missing and identified people and all they do is post like remains photos and like photos of and compositional photos of people but like no one's looking for them Like think of how many people Just they don't They run out of family And like it'd be so easy To just slide in And take their life Kind of thing I know it's really dark to say No it is But that
1: of course Oh go for it Do you ever see like On the back of like A milk truck or a gas truck There's like a big sign Like missing person I saw one that really spoke to me It was like Who am I And it was like a photo Of a man who'd been killed And no one claimed him
2: dude there's literally some of them that i check in on every few months and see if they figured it out because like the stories are so intriguing they're
1: just john Doe. like
2: there was this backpacker guy and they found him in a tent and he just looked so friendly and everybody knew who he was but no one knew who he was and like they just
1: dark history
2: yeah and then like they'll they'll be posing like 15 year old girls and they're like but they're not claimed i'm like there's a mummy out there looking for the baby but anyway, since we, of course, this is the haunted estate, we've been kind of juicing on the murder lately, but I, I don't know what it is about spring. Maybe it's just the snow pulling back and showing us the dead bodies that are hidden on the side <laughs> of the highways. But it feels like time
1: to talk about more murderers. I I don't know. It's literally, like, I was just setting this up before and I was like, man, I love serial killers. And they're like, well, I don't like, not that I love serial killers, but it's just an interesting topic. Are
2: you one of those people that puts on a serial killer documentary to calm down?
1: Oh, I Canadian True Crime is my favorite podcast. If you uh, haven't listened to it, I would suggest it.
2: It was good. We listened to it on our crazy drive to Ottawa. I swear,
1: this is one of the funniest things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> a five-hour drive turned into a 10-hour drive, Celine and I. So funny. <laughs> we'll save that for per- that story for another time. But,
2: but hey, Joel, Joel, Joel. You listen to The Haunting of Clandestine House.
1: Oh, it's awesome. Go listen to The Haunting of Clandestine House. No
2: one in my family has ever read one of my books. Ever. Or listen to it and i was finally like joel do you do you want to check it out and he was like yeah put it on and like we were we were at a gas station and we were gonna head inside and then i was literally like go about that he's like no no wait 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 i gotta hear what happens it's that so, good it's not good i'm gonna rewrite the haunting of clandestine house so anyone who's listening that's you know on the live here or you know watching the podcast the haunting clandestine house is going to have a bit of a reboot a why? bit of a rewrite um because i need to turn it into a screenplay why because i want it to be on netflix why because who doesn't want to see that as live action it is so i'm gonna create it i'm gonna rewrite it and i'm gonna push it are
1: you gonna play the main character no i'm not oh come on
2: i want to be an actor so bad you are
1: so bad watch this be sad (sighs) happy yeah you're an actor look at that (laughs) you (laughs) should have you guys should have seen it earlier when i asked if her earrings hurt (laughs) so funny
2: i got 10 piercings (laughs) in one go in one go one day and they they just still hurt, and it's been three months. So Joel just looks at me, he's like, how do your piercings feel?" And I'm just like, they hurt all day, every day. There's not a moment that they don't hurt. it
1: just, she has the best frown. It's, look at that. I hope the camera's getting this. Look at that frown. That is a frown if I've ever seen it.
2: I can't even turn upside down and watch.
1: It's, just, it's not as good. It's such a frown. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> sorry, but to my loop, dude, sorry, to loop back to the beginning, thank you for all the listeners. Oh right my God, everyone's listening, everyone who writes me their stories and ghost stories and sends me their stuff.
2: To do. be honest, you send Joel stuff on Instagram, which, what's your Instagram name?
1: Uh,
2: I'm just like joel.horvath or something. Yeah, I think so. Send him important messages
1: he about can, the podcast. You can find me on there.
2: You'll find him. Just go through my pictures. He's tagged somewhere. Mm. But I see that Joel has here for us. The characteristics
1: of a serial killer. Well, okay. Let's first go over the definition. Okay. It is a noun. And it's a person who commits a series of murders, often with no apparent motive, and typically following a characteristic or predictable behavior pattern.
2: So they all have, like, that thing.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Like, sort of, whether it's a leave-behind or specific kill style, or, you know, like, they all choke people.
2: You're, like, really
1: excited. Mm. Serial killer. Like, you seem pumped. Also, in case you don't know, I'm blue, you're yellow. Oh, thank you. Just thank so you.
2: Joel maps out our podcast. He's very good at it. I highlight them. So these are the characteristics of a serial killer. Lack of empathy. So we're definitely not serial killers. Not so at all. We, we empathize when we shouldn't. Too much. Even when people are mean to us, we feel bad we feel sad when they're mean to us for making them feel like they had to be mean to us.
1: Like there's a squirrel in my backyard. I've seen like two times and I'm attached.
2: Yeah. <laughs> if anything happened to a squirrel. The lack of remorse, impulsivity, mm-hmm. grandiosity, narcissism, superficial charm, manipulation, addictive personality, lust for power, sensation seeking, and the McDonald triad. What
1: is that? I also didn't know, so I had to Google it. <laughs> like, the McDonald that? triad is a set of three factors, the presence of any two which are considered to be predictive or associated with violent tendencies, particularly in relation to serial offenses.
2: Ew, was, like people that kill animals. Like, stuff. for
1: example, uh, they would like to start fires, hurt animals, and injure themselves, like self-harm. I could it's never like hurt an animal. Oh.
2: I'd, I'd hurt a person before I hurt an animal. Yeah,
1: you. Meat.
2: But, but I do eat meat. And that I don't like. To, I, I like eat. meat. Weren't you a vegetarian for a
1: while? I've tried to be a
2: vegetarian so many times. But then I like smoke some <laughs> air juice And then I'm like, Wow, those fucking gender
1: chicken numbers <laughs> look juicy. Yo, yeah. what
2: about that chicken the other day? Um, oh my God.
1: Don't say any names. Obviously.
2: No, I don't care. Freaking A&W, what'd you do to me? I ordered a chubby chicken burger. I'm eating it. Something's weird. I pull it out. Raw.
1: Like, literally. Like, out of the fridge.
2: Raw chicken. Deceased. Probably still had a
1: heartbeat. <laughs> uh, it's still died. alive. It's still alive. Alright, so our did Didn't first... get sick. <laughs> you got a stomach of iron, you know that?
2: Yeah, honestly, I don't, though. Like, you know what
1: happened the other day.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. 10 modern serial killers you've probably never heard of. This first one's called the Long Island Serial Killer. york in 2011 police in new york state were investigating the death of shannon gilbert whose body was discovered near gilgo beach on long island but while searching the area they found a grave filled with the bodies of four women women what? i know a further search unearthed six more bodies including a child and a man dressed in women's clothing the new york times reported police linked some of the body parts found to the graves and unidentified victims whose bodies were found miles away what? stemming from unsolved crimes dating back to 1996 According to the Associated Press, most of the victims are believed to have been sex workers who advertised on Craigslist, but only a few of them had been positively identified. Among the victims, Melissa Bartholomew, who had disappeared from her home in the Bronx in 2009. Her parents called the police, but authorities didn't take the concern seriously until Bartholomew's little sister started getting phone calls from a mysterious number with a man saying, I killed. though there have been some leads the killer is still at large
2: dude they literally had their own cemetery jesus can you imagine like knowing that but like you have to take a step farther and like
1: attack the family
2: because they probably like there wasn't enough drama around it right like he wanted to see the missing posters and like stuff like that
1: You, you remember our seven characteristics yeah attracting attention I guess that's actually not a character
2: Kind of weird like if a narcissist is gonna kill Like it kind of sounds like they're always gonna get caught Because they want the attention Mm -hmm. right
1: Also just so everyone knows I included pictures in our podcast this time Joel loves including pictures It's it's better with photographs He gets so stressed out when he doesn't Well you you, like afterwards like I'm listening to a podcast I gotta google what the people look like
2: Bro I get you you. Alright so we are going to talk about Darren Dion Vaughn And he is this gentleman right here Since Darren Dion Vaughn was arrested in 2014 for the murder of a 19-year-old prostitute, he has confessed to killing at least six more women. But it wasn't the first time he'd been in trouble with the cops. Vaughn had been convicted of aggravated rape in 2009 in Texas. And after serving a total of five years, he returned to his home state of Indiana in July 2013, where he killed 19-year-old Afrika Hardy, strangling her and leaving her body in the bathtub of a motel room. But he was caught on surveillance cameras, and when the police questioned him, he admitted to killing six more women. Soon, he led investigators to bodies that he had left in abandoned buildings around Gary. In addition to murder charges, Vaughn faces counts of many things, including attempted murder and criminal confinement. He is facing the death penalty for his crimes. Wow Ooh.
1: It is weird Like Selena and I Were just in Missouri How in the United States There's abandoned buildings Everywhere Like everywhere In Kent Like where we live Like abandoned buildings Don't exist Or they're very rare
2: Any land Is so expensive here, here The real yeah. estate Is ridiculous Or
1: it's turned Like it's If it is abandoned It's immediately torn down And then they build something yeah. Yeah. yeah They tear it down For like safety and stuff I think Yeah also And to stop people From going in and Yeah running. Our next guy Is William Devon Howell Oh, this guy's weird looking. In 2015, the remains of four people were found behind a Connecticut strip mall. It was the same desolate stretch of land where investigators had discovered three other bodies back in 2007. Investigators believes, believe the deaths were the work of one individual, William Devon Howell, a drifter already in jail for the death of Niesel... Arismindia, who had last seen getting into a van in 2003. Her blood was later discovered in Howell's 1985 Ford Econoline he had allegedly called his murder mobile. <laughs> He's got oh a murder, man. It's that it's there that he allegedly slept next to the body of at least one of the victims. Police were, le- were led to Howell after his cellmate told them about his garden, where he buried the victims who all disappeared in 2003. When Howell was working on our jobs in New Britain, Connecticut area, Howell pleaded guilty to the manslaughter of Arismendia in 2007 and is currently serving 15 years in prison. The trial for the six other murders will not happen until sometime in 2018.
0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: I don't know. It seems like 15 years when you confess for murder, doesn't
2: I think you just put them away and lock, like it's... put the key away. Yeah, you it know? seems like, like that's not that long. I would be yeeting that key in the lake after throwing you in there. <laughs> um, this dude is so scary looking. Oh, the mustache. Like, he is so scary. So this is Salvatore Peron. A murderer was on the loose in Brooklyn, killing shopkeepers of Middle Eastern descent while they worked. Police eventually found their man, Salvatore, a failing business owner whose wife and children had left him. Police say Perrone stalked the streets of Brooklyn with a kill kit. He carried around in a black duffel bag that included screwdrivers, switchblades, and a bloody eight-inch serrated knife. Three ladies' blouses, latex gloves bleach, and wire cutters, and a loaded sawed-off rifle. When they searched his home, they found a basement lair filled with ammo, a 12-gauge shotgun, and duct tape. It looked. It took the jury less than 30 minutes to convict him. Killing three Brooklyn shopkeepers, he was sentenced to the maximum 75 years to life in prison. See, that's how you do it, because you know he's not coming out.
1: Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah, sort of a middle-aged guy to begin with. Israel keys is that how you say that israel yeah okay. israel keys in twenty. 20- in 2011 israel Kaez, a former soldier who was honorably discharged in the u.s army turned off his cell phone boarded a plane to chicago and then drove a rental car all the way to vermont paying cash for all his expenses to avoid leaving behind a trail there he dug up a murder kit that he had buried in 2009 Supplies in hand, he picked a couple at random and brutally and meticulously murdered them. In 2012, in Anchorage, Alaska, he murdered 18-year-old samantha cohen and tormented her family with texts, photographs and debit card withdrawals pretending she was still alive he was eventually caught in texas and sent to alaska for trial on his charges of rape kidnapping and murder he confessed to murdering four individuals in washington state as well as one in new york and is suspected of more crimes Kaz committed suicide in jail in his jail cell before he could be convicted
2: bro that like sometimes i just wonder like there had to been signs like your family grant like we have someone in our family who we've kept an eye on all our life because he's been he's a little wonky and like i i always call it out if things got extra extra wonky but like
1: i have actually heard of this guy before in sort of dark or whatever about these like 2012 i remember 2012 this wasn't that long ago no that was
2: not that long ago <laughs> yeah. at all it scares me oh bro Ugh. michael madison the bodies of shira dela terry Angela Deskins, and Shatisha Shealy were found wrapped in garbage bags in East Cleveland neighborhood of Glenville in July 2013. All three women had been tortured, mutilated, and strangled, and at least one of them was assaulted. Authorities determined the bodies were found in close proximity of the home of a registered sex offender, Michael Madison, who had been convicted in 2002 of attempting assault According to the Associated Press, Madison was arrested and confessed, never expressing remorse for his crimes.
1: Yeah, characteristic, (laughs) lack of remorse.
2: Yep. When he appeared in court, Madison apparently taunted and smiled at the victim's families. It was too much for one of his victim's fathers. Van Terry attacked him from the witness stand. I guess we're supposed to find it in our hearts to forgive this clown, Terry said in a video that went viral. That's when the grieving father noticed Madison smirking at him and snapped, lunging across the, count- the courtroom to attack the convict. Madison was sentenced to death for the murders. Jesus. Damn.
1: Can you mocking the families? Oh,
2: my gosh. Like, dude, I, my, like, I don't have the, like, I can't be chill. when people are like, be chill, be chill. Not me. <laughs> Not today. That, that ain't the prescription. It doesn't happen. If you're going to do something
1: to my family, boo. Bu- 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 bye. Bye. <laughs> I, I get it, man. Like, he, he charged at the murder, and it's...
2: shouldn't mm-mm. get in trouble. Yeah.
1: This one's called the Phoenix Serial Killer. Someone wrote me on Instagram about this one. Do they? Mm, sick. Police in Phoenix, Arizona are on the hunt for a serial killer who has slain seven people and injured two, blasting his victims with a semi-automatic shotgun. He apparently picks his victims in random victims have been male and female young and old but he seems to have targeted predominantly Latino Maryville neighborhood his first victim was a 16 year old boy wounded as he walked the city streets on March 17 2016. the next night he shot at a 21 year old in June the shooter fired over 30 times at a car where 12 year- old Malaya Ellis her mom Stephanie and family friend Angela were sitting outside their home oh my killing God. them all! <gasps> Police have no leads other than a vague description of a suspect, a light skinned Latino or white man in his 20s, according to CNN. Authorities are offering a $30,000 reward to anyone who provides information that leads to the arrest and the conviction of the killer.
2: Dude, what the heck? Oh, man.
1: Like, just randomly shooting at people is.
2: Well, these are children. Ugh. I've seen so many videos where it's like. They woke up to their, like they live in bad neighborhoods and they wake up and their kid's dead because someone shot outside and it went like through the wall into their kid. God. All right, we have Lonnie David Franklin Jr. Between 1985 and 2007, Lonnie may have killed 25 women and possibly dozens, even hundreds more. He is known as the Grim Sleeper for taking a 14 year old break from his murder spree from 1988 to 2002 though it looks like he might not have slept at all. Either way, unlike his more infamous peers like the Hillside Strangler or the Night Stalker, Franklin largely operated outside the media spotlight by targeting women on the fringes of society, including addicts, prostitutes, often dumping their naked bodies in alleyways or off the sides of roads. According to the Los Angeles Times, when police searched Franklin's home in 2010, they found more pictures of women naked with their eyes closed, implying that the scope of Franklin's horrendous crimes could have been much larger than previously thought. Franklin was convicted of the murders of 10 women and sentenced to death in June of this year. Bye, Franklin. Nighty night. Go meet your maker. It seems like, uh, it's unfortunate, but a lot of the time it's sex workers, right? It's a reason. Because a lot of the time... You know it's there there's the the range of sex workers are are such such a huge range but unfortunately there are parts of society where you know people who do fall into drugs and stuff like that they've they've left their families they've they've burned a lot of bridges or something like that and they're just the reason why they're killed is because they know no one's really looking for them Hmm. it's an easy target you know what i mean you have time
1: yeah easy to persecute Yeah. yeah um is sex work legal in the united states um no, and I don't think it is here either. No, it's is decriminalized here. Decriminalized? Maybe I
2: don't look into it. I like I not like I don't. I just don't know about it because yeah, I. Don't know. S- I don't know anything. about It's it. not my line of work. I have a weird butthole.
1: What? What? What do you think this next word is? Chillicothe. 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 Is that it? Chillicothe, Ohio. Chillicothe, Ohio killer. We'll just say that someone's gonna let us know we've. <laughs> Plays Raimi on Instagram. The small town of Chillicothe, Ohio, has been sounds haunted... right, doesn't it? <laughs> Chillicothe.
2: Chillicothe. Chillicothe. How are you feeling
1: today? I'm a little Chillicothe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's up with it.
2: That is correct. Someone said that is correct. Oh, you Thank I... you
1: <laughs> The small town of Chillicothe, Ohio, has been haunted by the disappearance of six women, many of whom were mothers of small children.
2: Oh God, we were just laughing, and now we're. Ooh. It's so dark.
1: Yeah, Selena. Six children. Children. <laughs> Charlotte Trigo, a young mother of two, was the first to disappear. She has not been seen since her mother dropped her off at her apartment in early May 2014. A year later, 26-year-old Tiffany Sayer was on her way to the Chillicothe Inn when she disappeared. Her body was discovered wrapped in a sheet in a culvert in a nearby county. Six women have disappeared in all, though only four of the bodies have been found. Two years on, there are few answers or leads in the case. While the families of the victims are confident that the cases are linked, police aren't as certain. Still, they I haven't ruled anything out, including the possibility that a serial killer is on the loose. Authorities assembled a task force, which includes members of the FBI, the County Sheriff's department and local authorities to study the series of tragedies. Sus- suspected serial killer, neil Falls, who was killed by an escort he attacked in 2015, may be linked to the crimes.
2: I'm glad you killed him.
1: While the police believe the convicted torturer named Ernest Dollar Bill Moore may have more information about the missing six women, but for now, there are no answers. Jesus,
2: this next one's a woman, and she looks like she's like, damn, I've been caught. Ugh. I'm not into this. Okay, so now we're going to tell you about Vicky Don Jackson noted town wallflower Vicki Jackson may have killed as many as 20 people between December December 2000 and February 2001 that is two months 20 people can you do some math for me
1: it's like one every four days right the oh. fuck well, 20 people in two months is 10 people a day December
2: 20, 2000 and February 2021 that's two months Blech. you'd think it was a... <laughs> December 2000, February 2000, oh my God. And attempted five more, but her name never earned the household recognition outside her small town. The North Texas Hospital where Jackson worked as a nurse, oh my gosh, is this a Woodstock again? Oh my gosh. As a nurse was plagued by a rash of respiratory deaths, but because the patients were all elderly, the deaths were not considered suspicious until administrators realized several vials of Mevacurum chloride, a powdered drug used to temporarily paralyze a patient's ability to breathe, had gone missing. Investigators eventually focused on Jackson after the hospital administration realized that she had been the last one in the dead patient's rooms, and that she'd begun saying that she'd take care of unruly hospital guests. Just over two months after her killing spree began, a syringe with traces of the drugs was found in her garbage. But it took a whole year until July two thousand two for Jackson to be arrested. In to, to be arrested, in two thousand six, she pleaded no contest to the charges and sh- that she took the lives of ten people, but never admitted to her guilt. She is now serving a life sentence, and as of last year, is seeking a new trial. That is the same thing that happened in our hometown here.
1: Someone who doesn't know, we live in Woodstock, right? Yeah, and. Uh, a nurse at a senior center called Crescent Care she used insulin and she killed
2: I think it was like 15 15, 15,
1: 10-15 people people. and incredibly again no one questioned it because they were were old this is
2: another nurse obviously she used a different drug but like we don't know her intentions and now
1: again like the whole crossing paths how many nurses my fiance is a nurse and I love her and she's not one but how many nurses out there
2: here's the thing i'm gonna say about nurses i love nurses but nurses they are the nicest people the night or the meanest or those mean girls from high school there's no in between they're they're (laughs) either super nice or super mean
1: (laughs) i heard this funny tiktok like you know that really bitchy girl you went to high school with so how's nursing
2: (laughs) (laughs) honestly there's so many nurses in our lives and they're all good ones yeah i
1: I love nurses. so how likely are you to encounter a serial killer In the U.S., the Mm -hmm. highest estimate for active serial killers at any given time is up to 300 individuals. Although the number, realistically, is probably closer to 50 to 100. With over 325 million people in the States, that means serial killers only make up 0.0000923%. But that's serial killers. That's serial killers. Not just murderers. murderers. That's serial killers. So, it's pretty a a slim chance, but... That's wild... You could, still, you could still do it Joel Are you a serial killer? I am not a serial killer are You? Okay Am I? I don't think so
2: I'm just laying ass I got another one
1: for you
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Have you ever met anyone with two different colored eyes? Yes Okay I One in 20,000 people have two different colored eyes Really?
2: That's not as rare as I thought
1: Right 20,000 people is a lot of people That'd be like a million people That's only one person in the city of Woodstock then or two people I guess Yeah
2: but. you're f- Helena
1: And My old roommate Sarah I personally know Two people with Two different colored eyes that's In weird. which case One in 20,000 That means I know 40,000 people You think that's true? You think I know 40,000 people?
2: Buddy I think I think that you need To math differently
1: How many people Do you know? 25 million?
2: I don't know anybody <laughs> I love everybody <laughs> But I don't leave my house
1: Anyways, that was that was 10 serial killers that you've probably never heard of. Okay. Other than the Phoenix one, but I only heard about it like 2 days ago, yesterday. I uh All right. Have you heard about any of them? About what? Any of those people? The serial killers? Yeah. No, not those ones. The whole topic was serial killers you haven't heard of.
2: Well, I'm glad you found us ones cuz that was sick. Hmm. All right, so now we have people who had a close call with a serial killer before they were caught share their stories. So number 1 here. I was a peace officer, paramedic at San Quentin on Common on Condemned Row. Oh, San Quentin—that's a prison. Prison, so death row. We had four hundred and fifteen on my last day there, and I knew them all. The serial killers were extremely interesting. I had to walk their tears, deliver medications. Escort the inmates to and from medical and dental appointments, and of course respond to all assaults, medical emergencies, shootings, and stabbings. So many shootings and stabbings. So they're just unhinged, even when they're locked up. That's well, dude. If you're gonna, if you're on death row, why not just cause shit,
1: dude? Right? Um,
2: <laughs> just like, dude, right?
1: Weird. The sound of my microphone just messed up. Did it change? Well, it's only in one ear now.
2: Why did that happen? I
1: don't know. You're jiggle, like... jiggle your cord. Yes. Yeah. Is Adam out there? Oh, hang on. Hello? Hello? Ah, we are a professional show here. Are <laughs> it's you fact, back? Yeah. It's okay. fact, uh, it came half unplugged. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. I was an appellate public defender in Kansas City, and we shared offices with the death penalty unit. So many interactions with few famous killers is in talking to their attorneys and paralegals and listening to their demands. As a death penalty client, you have the huge team working your case. The goal is to avoid the death penalty, not necessarily avoiding conviction. They are accustomed to getting what they want in real life, so it's a major wake-up call once they're incarcerated, and many of these people are older they hate the beds and they can't have their dentures and they don't get the preferred whatever they want and these are not people who adjust well to prison
2: damn can you imagine that though like you're just you can't have your dentures
1: (laughs) you know like you're in prison whatever one day you got a little headache i need tylenol well there's no tylenol you know like i'm kind of tired of wearing these jammies well you don't get a different pair of jammies you know like i like to Hug a pillow when I'm sleeping? Well, See, I there get it one is. pillow. is.
2: We're feeling remorse for people who don't deserve remorse right now. Because are you feeling a little sad? Yeah, totes. totes. But, we, but we shouldn't feel sad because they're just here.
1: You know, I go to the fridge and get a glass of milk when I want. You ain't getting a glass of milk when you want. They can't do that. No, it's sad. But they're evil, so
2: but it's they're, good.
1: But they're for a reason. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm sad now. I'm sad
2: now too. <laughs> uh, number three. I had a regular customer at my shop who would come in and buy cigarettes and beer after his shift. He was friendly and polite enough. Helped us catch a shoplifter on one occasion. However, did like to stare a little bit too much at one of my colleagues. Then, a young woman goes missing in my town. It was all over the news, as it was completely out of character for her. There were ribbons scattered in trees and lampposts all over. One day, they pulled a body out of the river, and it was identified as this young woman. Her family was devastated. A few days later, they announced the name of the man that they were wanting to speak to that had been spotted in a local shop buying cigarettes and beer, and later on CCTV trying to talk to her in a park. However, he hung himself and was found dead in a local park a few days later. It was the customer. The shop footage they showed was from my shop. The cashier had been blurred, so there was no way of knowing who served him at that time, but it gives me the creeps just thinking about it.
1: Whoa. Can you imagine?
2: Well, that kind of like gives me my feeling um like back when as I've ta- I've had a whole podcast on it like the Tory Stafford thing. Like I met this guy on a dating app, he became a stalker and then he killed a little girl in my town. So like it's weird when you have these like these attachments to people that yeah, like you I mean, don't even know next thing you know as I've lived through it, uh next thing you know you're testifying at a murder trial.
1: Uh, Michael Rafferty was his name.
2: Oh, saying his name just ooks me out. The
1: uh, the entire interrogations on YouTube, eh?
2: I've tried watching it. I just remember I was at the YMCA when it came out how he killed her because no one knew how he killed her. And I wasn't ready to hear that yet.
1: Oh, it's bad. Because,
2: like, guys, he was texting me all that day before. And then he took his phone off. And when he returned his phone on, I was his first text message. But I wasn't speaking to him at this time. And the police, you know, already knew that I had a stalking issue with him. And... And I just remember the last time, like, we actually spoke back and forth was my friend Brianne yelling at him, being like, don't talk to her, like, on the phone, don't talk to her. But he, I think it was, like, 25 minutes before he picked her up, he was sending messages to my phone. But he was doing that to, like, 30 women. Like, the, I was not alone mm. in this. But, like, for the rest of my life, Talking about close to day, home.
1: It was just over there. Close to home. It literally was just home. Just over there. <laughs> do
2: you remember the... Do you remember how long I spent at the police department?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, uh... It messed like, me up forever. The first day or whatever that she'd gone missing like police were like searching the town like crazy and my parents house backs onto like i think i told the story before backs onto like trees i was working at Cami at the time i was on afternoon shift so i was home in the morning and i was like polishing my rim and i'm like down on the ground and i looked to the right and there's like cops you know behind the shed had come out of the trees like two officers in like full gear
0: yeah, big swap. guns helmets
1: and like they're like beside the house i like almost fall over like whoa and they're like oh did, did you hear any screaming or see anything in the woods like no i didn't see anything
2: that's terrifying yeah
1: yeah dylan use was over actually and we guys just like what yeah. the fuck yeah like really like it, that was like the day after it happened and uh Dude. remember they released the footage of a, a woman mm-hmm. and tory stafford walking yeah. and it was like really grainy from a parking lot like just the shadows walking and that was like the last footage of them her alive yeah, they asked the will, public that will that will stay
2: with me forever. Yeah, it's dark. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really dark.
1: Yeah. Uh number 4. Back in the 40s, my grandparents were on vacation down in Florida. One day they were at a cafe and a man approached them recognizing their Chicago accents and asked if he could eat with them, being a Chicago native himself. They had a great time chatting and ended up taking ended up talking for over an hour or two. When they were departing, they realized the proper introductions had never been done and properly introduced themselves. The response, Al Capone, it's been great talking with you two. Not exactly a serial killer, but certainly responsible for many deaths.
2: Wow. Whoa. This, uh,
1: you know how we take airplanes and you have to sit beside a stranger sometimes? Jesus, yes. Previously, I was, like, taking a... What's it called when you take another plane? Like a layover. Yeah, like You switch yeah. planes. I sat beside a woman, and then uh, she was saying on the previous flight, she sat beside a guy named Carlos Santana, <laughs> and she didn't realize who it was until after? they got off the plane.
2: Oh, my Carlos gosh. Santa- well. um, you did this story twice, so I'm going to let
1: you do your next one. Oh, wow. Well. That copy and paste. <laughs> done, that's why there was no number five. <laughs>
2: that's why there was no number five.
1: <laughs> I, so, number six. I grew up next to a family whose eldest daughter dated the brother of Luke Ferguson who wasn't a serial killer, but he was a murderer and a psychopath. (laughs) He's since killed an inmate since being in jail for his original murder. There was a big empty lot in our street where everyone in the neighborhood would play baseball, and we always hated it when Luke would come by. Guy was such a mess, always whining and trying to bully everyone else. My buddy Patrick took two beaners from him one day, and when he was pitching and after, the second one charged him with a baseball bat. Luke stopped coming around after that. Some years later, we see him on the news sitting on a damn... John Deere tractor being interviewed about his neighbor's murder saying oh it's a horrible tragedy only to find out two days later he was the one who did it none of us were shocked Patrick texted me that night and said I should have ran his fat butt down and launched his skull across the street oh my gosh it is we both know like growing up with someone who's always a little left to center and then didn't that kind
2: of hit home on somebody Oh, oh man we have someone in our family we keep a really close eye on. <laughs> Not a serial killer, but still a pretty well-known murder. My ex-boyfriend's older sister was very close with another girl when they were 14 to 16. They spent a lot of time together and she was always over at their house. Well, that girl ended up murdering nine-year-old neighbor and burying her in a shallow grave in the woods. She wrote in her diary that she did it because she wanted to know what it was like to kill someone. She was caught and soon after is still in prison. Everyone was shocked when it all came out. It messed up both my ex and his older sister pretty bad. And my ex thinks that she at least considered killing him because they were similar in age to the victim. And she had plenty of access to him. That was a crazy one. I've I've listened to, like, you know, the whole entire interrogation. I listened to the whole interrogation of that.
1: Yeah, that one sounds familiar.
2: It was insane.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Not me, but my aunt was one of the only ones who wasn't killed when Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy went to the sorority in Florida because that night her friend had asked her to sleep over. She still has never talked about it, and I only ever found out, it, found out she was in that sorority from a project I did in psychology, and I asked my mom about it since I grew up in Tallahassee where it happened. Very wild and still gives me goosebumps, so I can even imagine how my aunt feels, especially these past couple of years when all these shows and movies came out about him. Mm. Ted Bundy is so especially creepy i find obviously he
2: wouldn't look at the photo you didn't even put the photo in this one
1: i know i didn't copy it but <laughs> i was like making this on selena's laptop before and there's like it miraculously froze when there's a huge thing at ted bundy dude we had to restart the computer it was a creepy photo but uh sorry what's so deadly or scary about him is not only was he like a charming character like a charming, good-looking character who seemed trustworthy, who spoke well, quite often he faked an injury to get women's attention. Like he would wait at the back of his car and he had crutches and pretended his leg was hurt, for example. So then the woman wouldn't suspect that he was could pounce on her or he pretended he had a broken arm and a sling, but really it wasn't broken. And then uh, like he would ask for help and she would come over to the... or
2: That makes me so uncomfortable. The uncomfy. victim would
1: come over to the car and then he'd like club her over the head or something. That makes me so uncomfortable. And... I've watched the whole Ted Bundy tapes right There was an account where he tried to attack a woman And a woman escaped like So nearly like oh and also Didn't he handcuff himself to women too To make sure they didn't get away I don't know
2: I haven't gone that deep on Ted Bundy I'm not into like the hot ones My favorite serial killer I'm not going to talk about it What? I like John Wayne Gacy
1: John Wayne Gacy
2: He's so creepy to me Because he liked to be a clown And he did all like These clown portraits and stuff
1: Guy dude. And to me
2: that's just like And he put all the dead people Under the floor of his house
1: Clowns but- You remember a couple of years ago When there's like Random ass clowns Showing up everywhere
2: Bro That was terrifying what, what, like, what was that Should we restart
1: that No No Like at the time I had this roommate We're always like joking around Like what if there's a clown In the front line We're gonna go beat The shit out of this clown
2: <laughs> Well dude Clowns are terrifying Oh fuck oh clowns Oh god all right, number nine. An old employee of mine dated the Phoenix Canal Killer for a couple of years and didn't find out about him until she saw his face on the news. They were no longer together at this point. She came into work the next morning and told me they'd arrested him on the suspicion of being a killer. The FBI interviewed her and everything. It was eventually found he was eventually found guilty. Ooh, do you he was eventually <laughs> found guilty, but I think at least of three murders. She was pretty freaked out about
1: it. <laughs> Oh man. So this last interesting fact, it's according to Google, the most prolific modern serial killer is arguably Doctor Harold Shipman with two hundred and eighteen probable murders and possibly as many as two hundred and fifty.
2: Wow. What the heck? Uh, He's a doctor too. uh,
1: That's crazy. Oh my gosh. We
2: got one more here.
1: No. Yeah. Oh wow. Jumped right over it, buddy. See, I'm an idiot. That's why. I'm not You're a serial killer. I'm an idiot. You're not an idiot. <laughs> I'm a big idiot. <laughs> Sorry. You're not an idiot. The person who killed one person, but he was very quiet at work. He was being gregatious. Group. He... Sorry. We were being a gregarious group. We were always trying to get him to talk. One weekend, he went home and killed our CEO, at the time, daughter, practically beheading her and left her infant son in the bed with the body. it on the news afterwards, jaw on the floor is a complete understatement.
2: Ew, gross. So, guys, if there's anything that you can take from this episode, don't be a serial killer, okay? If you feel serial killery, talk to somebody. I'm sure there's helplines out there if you Google them. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't even know where that was kind of going on the serial killer
2: thing. I really enjoyed that though, and I think everybody else enjoyed it too. Mm. Do you have any closing statements, words, moments, advice, or memories for the folks at home?
1: The world don't beat just one drum. What might be right for you might not be right for blah, 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 blah. I'm gonna reverse time. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna restart. <laughs> The world don't move to the beat of one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some bum bum, bum. Cool. I love That's that no, that was really good
2: there you go. guys like I say on every episode do not make a permanent decision on a temporary situation life is but a roller coaster we will be down we will be up but I'm telling you with the g-forces you're not gonna stay in one place forever and it's not about being happy it's about being content I love you guys so much and if you love us you're gonna rate this podcast five stars on apple Podcasts. um you're also gonna follow me and Joel on instagram and on tiktok because we're doing great stuff but if you want to hit us where it really helps head over to that youtube follow me there leave me some comments i love reading them but again guys i love you stay strong the world is weird but we're all in this together i love you boo crew see you next week